I'm so excited to be talking to you here because I'm going to zero in on the new year. I've got a series of uh, words synthesized together by 200 global prophetic leaders who have a document that summarizes uh, what they see in terms of wars, avoiding wars, upheavals, and uh, what God is doing. But I really want to be able to position today's broadcast in terms of the mantle for ascending up the hill of the Lord because God has more in 24 than you've ever seen before. In fact, the word that God gave me is that uh, this year of, what, what is it, 5784, is the year of the open door and there are many adversaries. It's a verse from Corinthians. Many adversaries, that means it's a year of turmoil with opportunity. Don't miss the opportunity. Get a hold of my teaching. I want you to go to get the Mount Zion mantle, reaching your next level. It's the mantle you need to go up into this plan for this year. And you are authorized. Get the teaching of the fact that you actually are authorized and appointed to bring forth fruit. Go to lancewallet.com forward slash open door. lancewallet.com forward slash open door. Or you can call and uh, do this at 1-800-910-6349. Grab a pen and write this down. 1-800-910-6349. You can talk to somebody and pray with somebody also. And they'll help you. we got a prayer team there. But I'm going to talk about... Uh, eventually, for the next couple of broadcasts, politics, debt, war, uh, financial forecasting, uh, global hotspots and wars, and the advancing of the ecclesia to thwart the kingdom of hell so that the timeline of God for global harvest and the rising of strong nations is going to be accomplished. And boy, this is going to be a broadcast you don't want to miss because we're going to cover a lot of material in a short period of time. We're going to talk about things that people don't normally talk about on Christian TV but you're going to love it. Let's get right into the broadcast. What a wonderful new year it is already. And, uh, you know, there's going to be big events happening this year. By the way, some of you might notice that I have a bit of facial hair. And that's uh, because Annabelle went away to visit her mother for a weekend. And I didn't have to shave. <laughs> when she came back, I had so much, I decided not to shave. And, you know, it would go for this uh, a little while. I'm probably going to clean it up soon. But it's, you know, I'm doing it that way. I'm taking valuable time on national television to explain my beard to people that are asking. Anyway, please send us your comments if you're seeing this on one of our social media platforms. Do you like it? Should I keep it? Should I get rid of it? Tell me what you think. I'm, I'm interested in your opinion. All right, so the, uh, the question that I've got for you right now is, Eight big explosive events are about to happen this year. You know, Taiwan is going to have an election. Do you ever hear that on Christian television? We're always talking about, you know, we, we, we talk about the Bible verses. Do we actually connect them into what's going on in the world that's affecting us at this time in history? I think that's where prophecy comes in. Prophecy gives us a link to current events through the filter of the Bible. So, of course, we're going to be looking at the prophetic significance of these events. Taiwan's having this big election. China and its aggression taking on Taiwan, going to war over there. Possibility. North Korea threatening, uh, agitating as though it really wants to go into a confrontation in its own hemisphere. When China is manifesting, the big dragon, the little dragons all manifest too. And we're watching three principalities align. If the United States does not have an awakening, and it doesn't look like we're, we're pursuing it exactly. A reformation, 
or a breakthrough in the spirit realm on the influence over the common man, the populace, then America's descent into chaos is virtually guaranteed by the policies of open borders, hyperprinting of money, and adventurism in wars we cannot win. Russia's on the horizon rising up. The bear is rising in the Bible. The dragon in the east is rising. They've joined an alliance, Russia and China. And in Iran, the radical Islamic caliphate, third piece. These three pieces come together as three principalities. The prince of Persia, the Russian prince of Rosh, and then the, uh, and then the dragon. And then the United States, where it, where it once had a power to check the progress of evil in the world, it's now given itself over to some kind of a weird Maoist Marxist subservient to China kind of communism with peculiar um, erotic and bizarre characteristics of Western depravity. That's your LGBTQ all the way to your uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, Marxist hiring practices in the workplace, and it's killing off the country. I I'm sharing this with you on a Christian broadcast. Why? because you need to know prophetically what the forces are that are vying in the world. So the prophetic countdown is we're going to have primaries in the next 30 days. You're going to see it's going to be Iowa, and then it's going to be New Hampshire, and then we're going to go into Carolina. Nikki Haley's going to, she's got $50 million worth of funding from, from big networks that don't like Trump. They're going to, her name's going to be beefed up out there. The push is going to try be to try to get her on a ticket with Trump to satisfy the people that don't like Trump, and then she could potentially be the uh, the uh, the candidate that the uh, let's say the Washington establishment can live with. So we, uh, if you're following me now, and I and I trust you are, the are these are these current events or are they prophetic manifestations? of a spiritual battle in the heavenlies. If the United States has a successful way of repositioning itself with righteousness in government, there will be a check put on the Marxist takeover of our institutions. There will be a check put upon the ambitions of China and Russia and Iran instantly on November 3rd. That means 2025 is a year of world war or a year of, of um, postponed global conflict. Some of this stuff's going to be brewing in 24. But uh, I think, methinks, that if I was to be like Elisha, traveling in through the atmosphere into the tent of wickedness, listening to what the enemy is saying as they whisper in their tent, I can hear them saying, you know, uh, we don't want to give Trump any opportunity to be in office. Let's wait to see what America does before we do this. They don't really want to, they don't want to create an atmosphere where people go, we need a wartime president. We need a Churchill to deal with this threat. I think they know that. I think that the last thing they want to do is, is see Trump across the table from them, that unpredictable, rascally, wily roadrunner that he is uh, that keeps evading all of the wily coyote traps. <laughs> I'm doing a Bible study, whether you know it or not. I'm doing a Bible study. 
Eight blockbuster stories are coming out in the next 30 days. Taiwan's election. Uh, the, the, I mentioned that the, uh, the two uh, you know, primaries are going to be taking place. But Trump has like two or three indictments coming through with major verdicts. Is he going to be stripped of his business empire in New York because some, some uh, <laughs> left-wing activist judges and, and political um, hacks are trying to put him in jail and, and lock up his business and rob his sons the ability to do business? This is all part of a prophetic conflict. It's not politics, people. It's spiritual war being worked out in the guise of these cultural, you know, puppets that are playing their part. The strings are attached in the spirit realm. So you, however, please listen to me. I'm not going to go any further into the eight bombshell stories that are coming up. You have to go to lancewellnot.com forward slash podcast. That's where I do my daily 20 minutes analysis of the things you need to know and listen to. In a year of crazy disinformation and manipulated media cycles, you're going to need prophetic discerning on what to pay attention to, what's the signal, and what's just noise. I'm going to do my best to give you that clarity there. But I want to talk about how to soar above this thing. So the winds are coming. The howling winds are upon us. But what I want to do is I want to talk to you. Can I go to this camera here? Can I, can I go? Look at that. Look how my camera crew is ready. Watch this. I'm going to go back over here. Then I'm going to go over here. Ah, good reflexes. We're going to teach you this year how to soar above. I'm going to talk about the three anointings. The three anointings that enable you to go to war on the earth and soar in the heavens. So you can get sucked in. I had a, I had a dream once. My friend Kim Clement uh, had died and I had a dream that I can't tell you all the details of and you wouldn't be interested in it anyway. But part of the story was I was uh, being sucked into this um, river and, and, and it, it was literally pulling me in and it was pulling me in and, and I, saw, I turned over my shoulder and I saw a picture of like George Bush faded like almost like he was on a dollar bill or something like that. And I remember Kim Clement came into his political anointing when Bush was president. He didn't get involved with White House prophecies until 9-11. When 9-11 happened, he started going up another level in, in warfare. He started dealing with Islamic spirits, ISIS spirits. Um, he went to France, went to Europe. He called me, he said he was in the worst battles. The biggest battles of his life was when he took on the spirit of Islamic Jihad in the spirit realm, in France of all places. And he was tangling with some principalities there as a prophet. And he talked to me about it. And uh, then he came home, and he and I were going to meet with Trump at the same time, and he had a stroke. And it was that weekend when I heard, when Kim's gift flipped over onto me, and I heard what he would have heard, that the next president of the United States shall be an Isaiah 45 president. The 45th president shall be an Isaiah 45 president. And he will go into the office not knowing me, but I will meet him there, for I am putting him in position for the sake of my people, Israel, and for the United States of America. Boom! I could literally hear Kim prophesying, but he couldn't deliver the message. So I had to awkwardly go from teacher who prophesies to prophet teacher who says something. And I want you to catch this. 
all this, um, this, this shift that's taking place now. And I want to be able to send you updates as to what's going on because this is the year of an open door. The Lord spoke to me from 2 Corinthians chapter, what is it, 16? For a great and effectual, or six, a great and effectual door has opened unto me and there are many adversaries. I want to offer you something right now. It's going to be my gift to you for the new year because I love you, the Daystar audience, the people that watch me on Facebook. I even love some of those rascally liberal reporters that misquote me for uh, purposes of The Economist and Rolling Stones magazine. I want you to get a hold of the Mount Zion mantle. Your gift of any amount. I'm giving you both of these, folks. Both of these for your gift of any amount. And if you can help me out this year, help me out. Help a brother out because they're after me every magazine. They even got a new, they got a movie coming out. Who knows how much I'm going to be featured and lampooned in it. My own family, extended family, is getting warnings about me as a dangerous national threat. And what have I done? I, I feel like all that I'm doing is saying what other people could be saying, but nobody else is saying. <laughs> so be it. I want to go into the uh, prophecies for the year. Wouldn't you love to hear these prophecies? I have a report. I was going over this last night. I was in a meeting. Cindy Jacobs. She has an apostolic council of prophetic elders, a global prophetic consultation with 200 prophets from 32 nations. Prophets are getting beat up on a lot lately. And admittedly, there's one or two YouTube channels that are hosting some questionable, you know, prophetic intelligence out there. I'm not going to go mention who because I, I, have, I, I struggle. I have a philosophy, no enemies to the right of me. There's so much cheap shots. You ever see these Christians? The ones that are going to criticize the prophets? It's like the weak sister over here is the, is the body of Christ. We're not doing anything out there globally that's getting the headlines. I got Elon Musk, Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro. I got all the headlines of the movers and the shakers. It's not the church, but they're going to go beat up on the, beat up on the weak body of Christ because that gets you points, you think, over there with your critics on the left. See, I'm not like them. I'm not like them. You're worse than them. You're a Judas. You're selling out your own brothers and sisters to mock them and distinguish yourself as though you're not one of them. You are. But you're weaker than them because they're not singling you out and trying to embarrass you in public. I have deep feelings on the subject because I feel like someone has to protect the prophets even when they err, I like to deal with it in secret. I like to deal with it in private. I like to cover them up like Noah's sons should have done. Instead of exposing, hey, he missed it on this. He missed it on that. You ever record when they get it right? You ever record when we get it right? You ever record when we're accurate? Guarantee you don't. Well, not you. I'm talking to them, my fictitious critic out there. 200 prophets from 32 nations convened with Mike and Cindy Jacobs. I was at one of those gatherings. Here's a compilation of the prophecies. Would you like to hear what the compilation is? Put your hand up if you want to hear the compilation. This group represents a variety of ethnicities and socioeconomic groups. 
That means all kinds of races, all kinds of faces, Asian, Latino, black, white, probably a couple of Messianic Jews in there. It's also noted that some of this came during the Jewish New Year of 5784, which would have been September. Those numbers for the Hebrew year, um, 5784, are, uh, they're even attacked by people these days. Uh, but it's, it's interesting, the word four is door. And the, the word for the year is open door. LanceWallet.com forward slash open door. That's going to get you my best teaching to start the year off. But here's the accuracy. Here we go. So a lot of this stuff was already done in September. And then Hamas attacks October when? October 6th. On, I'm preaching for the last two years. You guys have seen me do it. Cyrus, then Haggai comes along, build the house. Then the awakening comes when they start to rebuild the ecclesia, mobilize the body of Christ. Then boom, the next thing is the walls and the gates restored. Boom, sovereign nations coming in at the top, sheep nations. It's an advanced study, but it's important that you know there's an arc to the prophetic purpose. It's not all about who's going to win the next election. That's National Enquirer-level prophecy. That's gumball prophecy. It's like, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Who? That's not what God's focusing on. There's a prophetic narrative he's accomplishing. If you see the story, all these things are just subchapters on their way to the, the big story. Okay. Haggai prophesies. Second chapter of Haggai. There's only two. On a certain day, on the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, in that year, whatever that year was, we're five, seven, eight, four, something right now. Well, that, that particular year then was, you know, whatever it was, you know, 1711. Oh. But the fact of the matter is the, the, uh, the, that Haggai is prophesying around, let's see, 520 B.C. And they're rebuilding the temple. Now, he prophesies on the very day of the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles and says everything that can be shaken will be shaken. I'm slapping my hands on the table because that's October 6th, 520 B.C. He prophesies that. The last day of the Feast of Tabernacles. When did Hamas decide to attack Israel? Inaugurating the shaking of heaven and earth that Haggai prophesied. October 6th, the same day Haggai delivered his prophecy, Hamas attacked Israel. The last day of the Feast of Tabernacles while they were in Yom Kippur, while they were in Shabbat, while they were not in communication and the most vulnerable. Bam! Same thing they did in 1973 when they attacked during the last uh, part of the feast. My, my point is that these things are patterns. And if you have pattern recognition, you have a higher IQ. So I'm going to talk about the ancient principalities we have here in our prophecy. We've got only got eight minutes. We got, uh, you know what, we got, uh, I'm going to go over to the board. Let's go to the board. I only got eight minutes, but I want to go over there. I'm going to get to those three anointings. 
Those three anointings of David, you're going to have to get this. The three anointings of David are going to position you for what's coming. There was the anointing that uh, came to David over here from the prophet Samuel. I'll put a beard on Samuel. And uh, prophet Samuel, he puts the anointing on David and he prophesies over David. David now comes under the power of that anointing. I want you to go to uh, 1 Samuel chapter 16. 1 Samuel chapter 16. Because we're going to talk about how to walk in the anointing that you need in a period of time when all this other craziness is happening around the world. 1 Samuel 16. Samuel's looking for who he's going to put that anointing on. And the Lord said to Samuel, look not at his countenance or on his height or on his stature, verse 7. The Lord does not see as a man sees. For man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks upon the heart. So Samuel... But Samuel was told in verse 1, the very last verse, that very last sentence, I'm sending you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, because I provided me a king among his sons. But don't look at his stature. Don't look at his height, because I don't look at the size. I don't look at the pedigree. I don't look at the fame or the bank account or the IQ. I look upon the heart. Very important key for this year. So suddenly they, 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 he finds out that they're hiding one kid, the youngest one. He keeps the sheep. And Samuel says to Jesse, fetch him. So they go to get him. And verse 13 says, Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. This is the anointing, first anointing. Catch this. This is the anointing of God. God put something on David. Now you understand. Uh, we really, I don't think we really know when the lion and the bear were in David's history, but I could virtually promise you it was after the anointing of God came upon him because God was training him. Training him for Goliath while he was being faithful in a mundane job. Listen to me. God is anointing you away from the crowd, away from all the, 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 the popular gawking likes and observances of the, self, of, of the media-obsessed social world we're in. And God says, I'm looking at the heart and I'm watching what you're doing. This is so key to where you're going. So anyway, so David is over here anointed by Samuel the prophet. I'm sorry I couldn't do a more robust picture of the prophet here. We'll try to dignify him a little bit, put a robe on him. Actually, it looks like a dress. We'll put a robe on him. There you go. So David gets anointed by the prophet. The anointing of God, because that's anointing number one. I only got two minutes here, but I want you to see this. Then something happens. David has, has a second anointing. Now, my son and I were reading this earlier, and he said to me, he, said, he was postulating that uh, one of the people he was reading said that there's three anointings that you have, a priestly anointing and a kingly anointing and a prophetic anointing. Jesus combined all three offices into one. And we are called to be a kingdom of priests. 
and he is the king of kings. And so therefore, you could say that there's the kingly anointing of royal power. There's the priestly anointing that you have of access to heaven. And we're going to talk more about that because this comes with this anointing of Jesus. Remember, you're a Christian, and the word Christian is Christo, a little Christ. Christo, Christo means the anointed one. You're a little version of the big anointed one. I right, so just remember this. I'm trying to talk to you about your open door. That's why I'm saying go to lancewellnet.com forward slash open door and grab the free resources. The first anointing is David is anointed by God. But the second anointing blows my mind. 2 Samuel 2.4. Go there real quick. 2 Samuel 2.4. And the Bible says in verse 4, the men of Judah came and they anointed David king over the house of Judah. Whoa, wait a second. You got the men of Judah. I'm going to put a tribe here, Judah. This is your tribe. You see, in your tribe, you'll find within your organization, if you're in Assemblies of God, if you're in the Daystar community, if you're in uh, Word of Faith movement, if you're in the prophetic camp, everyone has a tribe. It's a tribe of people you associate with and hang out with. And what happens is the tribe then takes a look at David and says, David, you know what? We're anointing you and this is called the anointing of recognition. It's called partial recognition because there's one tribe that did it, but there's 12 tribes that need to come together. But what happens is you're anointed by God, phase one. Phase two, you're anointed with recognition by people that recognize who you are and you start being faithful with the group that you're serving. And here's the deal. The anointing that's on you isn't for you, it's for other people. Finally, there's all 12 tribes of Israel. We're going to come into the next lesson. I'm going to cover this in the next lesson. All 12 tribes come together, and they come together. I'm going to give you the verse. It happens in uh, 2 Samuel uh, chapter 5, 1 through 5. 2 Samuel 5, 1 through 5. And that's when all the tribes come and they anoint David with three, catch this, this is now the full unity of recognition. You could say the people he's anointed to lead have now embraced him for the assignment. Not everyone's embracing him, but the 12 tribes of Israel now recognize him. I want to talk to you about your challenge this year is getting that anointing to the point of recognition until the people you're called to facilitate their destiny actually see who you are. And God will open their eyes to see you and you'll stop struggling. We're going to come back again with our next broadcast. You don't want to miss the three anointings of David and the prophetic predictions for 2024. Did you enjoy this latest episode? Please remember to share it with your friends because the more knowledge you have, the better equipped you are to navigate the world.